The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For more information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org. If I'm not deceived, the Lord has laid on my heart to talk about another woman. Kind of like Ruth. It's a recurring theme throughout the scriptures, isn't it? <laughs> Solomon saw the Shulamite. She said, I'm black, but comely. And sometimes we think that we get into the idea that some people are beneath us. Not as good as we are. Like he didn't marry royalty, did he? Sometimes we don't like to mingle with others because they for some reason or other we think that they're better or we're better than they are. I want to read the last few verses of the book of John. Or the last verse. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Now, what does that tell you? That tells me that there's a lot of things that the Lord did that were not written down. That tells me that the uh, that if they did write everything down that the Lord did, there'd be books laying around all over the world. I mean, we'd be stumbling over all the books that they wrote about what Jesus did and said. Now, given that fact, how great do you think the words that were written, how important are they? And this is just, let's see, from Matthew right here all the way till the end of John, that's about a quarter of inch of pages that we have written what Jesus did and said. So how important do you think every word is in this book? Now, 
there are some encounters that are recorded that the Lord had that were one-on-one -on -one interactions. Nobody else around. Nicodemus is one of them. But I want to talk to you about another one. Uh, another one. John chapter 4. When therefore the Lord knew how that how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. Now, if you look at a map, Judea is to the south, and Galilee is to the north, and Samaria is right in between them. So traveling wise, it's between them, it's like to get to to get to where I live, I gotta go through uh, Corinth. I could go around the world to bypass Corinth. I could go to Memphis and over, but who wants to do that? <laughs> And it says, and he must needs go through Samaria. The reason why the Lord went through Samaria was not because it was the most direct route. That wasn't the need that he had. He needed to go through there. It was necessary that he go through there, that he meet one woman Amen. and have an interaction with one woman. I want us to think about this. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Wait a minute. We'll find out later that the Jews and the Samaritans didn't get along, did right. they? They the Jews considered the Samaritans not even second class. They called them dogs. Why is that? Y'all know who settled in Samaria, don't you? I, I've learned some things over the past several weeks. We ought to always be learning more about God's Word. From a historical point of view, from as far as history goes, Israel was made up of 12 tribes originally, wasn't it? Right, right. And those 12 tribes split into the 10 northern tribes right. and the two southern tribes. Yeah. The two southern tribes were called the Jews. It was the tribe of Judah and Benjamin. And all the other 10 settled up there. And after the captivity of the king of Assyria, made colonies in this place called Samaria, 
and he set up them, and they had idol worship there, and, and all the Gentiles went down there where eventually these ten, some of the ten northern tribes settled here, and they married Gentiles, and they got carried. Well, they were already off into idolatry, but they were further on in idolatry. But I want you to realize that they still retained some semblance of historical worship. Right. They did. We'll find that out. I want you to, to if you go back and read, uh, uh, boy, I hate getting old. <laughs> I'm not old, but I'm older. Uh, good night. Who was it? Stephen, that was stoned. When he was going through their history, he said that our fathers left uh, Egypt and went into Shechem or Sychar, and there they were buried. Now, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Sarah, and their fathers were buried in this parcel of ground in Samaria. It was historically relevant for, for the history of all Jews, of all Israel. And yet the Jews had such a hot contention with the Samaritans that, you know, once you get, once a relationship is breached, it doesn't matter what they do. It's hard to reconcile with And once a relationship is breached, you're always looking for something wrong, aren't you? Well, we'll find out that's the situation. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. That's 12 o'clock for us. In the in the in about seven minutes. Wow. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. She brings up the breach, doesn't she? She brings up the conflict. How, why are you even talking to me? You have no dealings with people Mm -hmm. from Samaria. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he wouldest have given thee living water. But she didn't know, did she? She didn't know the gift of God, and she didn't know who it was that she was talking to. But she would. Right. Amen. After he revealed himself to her. Now, The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? 
Art thou greater than our father Jacob? You see that? You see what she, she's still drawing on, just like all the Jews did, drawing on her pedigree, drawing from her family, saying, Jacob's my father. Are you greater than our father Jacob? Is this water not good enough for you? Is this water from this well not good enough for you? And where do you have this kind of water? What kind of water are you talking about? Is it better than my kind? So if we look at this, we'll, we'll find that just so many times Jesus brings something up and people think he's talking about something natural, yeah. but he's talking way higher yeah. than they're thinking. That's right. yeah. He did that with Nicodemus, didn't he? Right. He said, you must be born again. And Nicodemus says, how can a man go back into his mother's womb when he's old? I can just see Nicodemus thinking and picturing that. How in the world is that possible? Jesus is not talking about a natural birth. He's talking about a spiritual birth. And this woman says, uh, enters into this conversation with Jesus and uh, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. This natural water. I've already taken one drink. I think I'll take another one. You know why I took a drink? Because I was thirsty. Right. <laughs> Because it did me good for a minute. Yeah, that's right. right. But I needed to redo it again. Yeah. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Yeah. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Now, I know y'all are country folks. I am too. No. There's no better water in this world than the water that comes from an artesian well. Right. Amen. There's one not far from here. Brother Bobby knows where it is. I've drank from it. And it's amazing for me to see water bubbling up out of the ground. And she says, the well is deep and you don't have anything to draw with from whence hast thou this living water? And I, I want to, uh, she's still thinking natural and Jesus talking spiritual. Now, let's think about this. <clears throat> Who drinks water? And why do you drink water? Because you're thirsty. That's right. Yes, sir. Who gets thirsty? Live folks. Live people do. Yes. Amen. How, how many, uh, <clears throat> even in the world, we would think it would be a ludicrous idea to walk up to a casket at a funeral with the open casket and take a bottle of water, open it up, and pour it into their mouth. Right. It wouldn't do. It wouldn't do, would it? No. 
you wouldn't take a loaf of bread and crumb it into the cram it into their mouth. People would call you crazy for doing that naturally. And yet they think that spiritually doing that is just fine and dandy, but it's just as ludicrous. It's just as ludicrous to try to feed some dead, a person that's dead in trespasses and in sins, the word of God, and and <clears throat> they can't eat it. Right. Because what can a dead man do? Right. Except stink. Yes. And rot. That's about all they can do. That's right. And they can't do that on their own. That's just right. naturally occurring. Isn't it? Right. Now, I, I've thought about this so much. This, this is really, I've never seen some of these things in here. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. She's still thinking naturally. Jesus said unto her, here she, he's going to start to tell her, uh, reveal himself. Go call thy husband and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou well said, I have had no husband. Thou had five husbands, and even thou hast now, and now hast, it's not thine husband, and that says thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. Yeah, right. What mountain is she talking about? She's talking about Mount Gerizim where they were. She's talking, she's bringing up her history and saying, and she's drawing on that and letting him know that this is the place where we worship. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. Historically, this is a relevant place to worship. Y'all know Mount Gerizim, don't you? Yeah. That y'all remember Joshua when he had the blessings and the cursings and half of them stand on, on Mount Ephraim and half of them stand on Mount Gerizim Ebal. and they had to, Ebal, yeah. Ebal. And, and half of them were, uh, I mean, the priests were down in the valley with the ark and he pronounced the blessings and the cursings and whenever he had the cursings, they repeated it and said, Amen. Yeah. That's this place where Jesus is. A very relevant place. And then Jesus, uh, she says, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. You know, I had no idea that it was such a hotly contested uh, issue between the Jews and the Samaritans about where. Worship was right. supposed to go on. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot had a lot of recordings of interactions between the rabbis and some of the priests of Samaria about where worship ought to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, because they had some kind of leg to stand on historically, yeah. they did, but they didn't have a a, a godly leg to stand on because. Right. He said, he set his worship and his ark and his glory up in the temple of God that he commanded Solomon to build. And then they built it again. Uh, build it again. Now, she said, you say Jerusalem is where the place where men ought to worship. You know, that's people, people get into that still today, don't they? People 
get so hung up on where it is that we worship. I mean, of the building. (laughs) Have y'all ever seen that? Well, I'll leave that there. (laughs) Now, Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. He says, at this place where you are and that you hold very dear historically because of your ancestry, it's, you're not going to be worshiping here nor at Jerusalem in the temple. Neither place is going to be the place of worship. And he says, he tells her, uh, ye worship, ye know not what. You know, there's a lot of people that worship in this world, isn't it? Men and women and children, human beings are all going to worship something. Amen. Whether it is the stars or energy or they're going to worship science or they're going to worship God or they're going to worship money or they're going to worship their own selves. If you're not worshiping the one true and living God, you are an idolater. Yeah, amen. Right, amen. There's no middle ground. Amen. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. You know, the Lord kind of knocked the bark off a lot of people, didn't he? Yeah. He told that woman, that other uh, uh, Syrophoenician woman says, it's not meat to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And he blessed her there, didn't he? Well, this is another one of those kind of interactions. But the hour cometh, and now is, he says. Now, it's happening now. Right. And Jesus' day at that time, at that well, and, and there, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Listen to this. This is not just some uh, beat-up, idolatrous woman that was totally ignorant. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah is coming, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am I want us to remember some of the prophecies. Y'all remember Jacob when he was given the prophecy. And he said, uh, he brought uh, Judah there and he said, uh, 
A scepter shall not depart from him, nor a lawgiver from between his knees until Shiloh comes. What does Shiloh mean? Shiloh means man of peace. Mm -hmm. it, re it really it means Messiah. <laughs> yeah, it does. And so when she said, when Shiloh comes, when Messiah comes, he's going to tell us all things. And Jesus said, I am he. I want you to know how, uh, what an important event this is. Yeah. We all talk about the first time that the Gentiles ever heard the gospel with Cornelius. But I want you to realize that the Here's Lord one. did that right here. <laughs> Amen. Y'all right. know, uh, back at the, where is it at? Uh, it's in Isaiah chapter one, uh, 11. He says, uh, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it, that ensign, shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Amen. You know, he told her, if I give you this water, it's going to be a well springing up in him into everlasting life. You're not going to have to come and draw. It's not, when Jesus said you'll never thirst anymore, that didn't mean that you won't thirst after righteousness. Right, right, that didn't right. mean you wouldn't hunger after righteousness right. when he said, I'm the bread of life. What he meant by that was that this bread and this water will sustain that life yeah. that you have. Right. And it will, you will never, and I think this is akin to what, Je, uh, to what David said in Psalm 23 when he said, the Lord is my shepherd yeah. I shall not want. Amen. When, when the Lord uh, borns you again, when the Lord has that well of water springing up in you, that means you don't want for another Savior. Right. You don't need any other kind of water. Amen. That bread that he gives is the only kind of bread that will sustain Amen. that life that he gave you. Amen. Amen. Boy, this means something, don't it? Yeah, oh, but mo and, and when when the disciples, you know, the disciples were gone in town getting some food. And when they came back, I'm almost done, y'all. I know it's overtime. Uh, when, when, listen, when, when them disciples came back, they marveled that he was talking with this woman of Samaria. talking to her. Yet, I think it's because of past experience of being chided by the Lord. But yet no man said unto him, why speakest thou to her? And then the Lord, we talk, you talk about reaping. Then the Lord, she goes, uh, the woman said, I know, and Jesus said, I'm, I'm that speak unto thee, and Am he, and upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come see a man which told me 
all things that ever I did, is not this the Christ? Amen. He must needs go through some pain. Yeah, right. That's right. It was for this woman, but ultimately it was to make his peace known to those Gentiles. You know, they weren't fully Jews, so they were Gentiles. <laughs> they were mixed, half-breeds. And she says, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. And they went with her. Then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, while she was gone, telling the men, and while they were coming back, in the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. You know, we're talking about eating and drinking here, aren't we? Thirsting. Therefore said his disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him to eat? Did you slip him some bread? Did you give him a fish? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. You know, that sustained the Lord. Yes. His body needed nourishment. But what sustained and gave him strength and what drove his very purpose was to finish the will of God and to do his work. You know, have you ever been, just been driven for something that you had to get done and you, you didn't eat? That I haven't done that many times in my life, but I have. I have done. Jesus, his, his meat, what, what gave him sustenance was finishing the work that God gave him to do. Now, he says, say not ye there. Now, here it is. Say not ye there are four, yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. Amen. For they're white already under harvest. You know, I didn't really realize what that meant, what though. But you know, in the meanwhile, she was going to get the men. Right. And I can see the Lord talking to the disciples there, and he says, Look up. Lift up your heads. Here they are. are. It's time to reap. And I can see the disciples looking up and seeing this crowd of men that come out of the city to see Jesus. What a beautiful picture. Amen. Yes, sir. And then he talks about reaping. Oh, there's a certain way to reap, ain't there? There's a certain process that goes with reaping, don't you? Y'all think about the process of reaping and threshing and winnowing. May God bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message and invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For further information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org.